You are now listening to an all-new episode of The Last Man Potting. I'm your host, Ahmad. Here are my co-host, Steve, and together we make The Last Man Potting. Steve, how the fuck you doing this week? Um, it's interesting that the Genuine tour is over, so you guys with that, those memes. Have you seen those memes of Genuine like, making an ass of himself? No. What's, what's, <laughs> what's he up to? <laughs> just having a great fucking time on stage, but he's just an old nigga now. It's like, you know, you oh, kind of he, see. He's, he's still trying to pull out the pony moves. It's hilarious, nigga. You, I'm surprised you ever see like them shits going viral. It's like a bunch of TikTok genuine, because the um, what's the joy? He's like the bubble bath. He's doing this dance where he's like pretending to be in a shower. Like you yeah, have that's to. No look. Good. That's no good. <laughs> that's he's no a, good. He's he's he, way too old for that shit, dude. That nigga is having a great fucking time. <laughs> Maybe that's how he keeps the the tour alive. Cause I'm like, who's going to, to who's going to a genuine show in 2022? I mean, lonely old 50 year old bitches would be at the genuine tour. Like, what do you mean who's going to the genuine tour? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That he's the same OG. Same OG. I'm surprised you haven't seen that. Like he, that's the one dance he does, and it looks ridiculous. Well, the same OG dance. He tries to do it. You have to look it up real quick. It, like it's, this shit's going viral. It's it's the most hilarious thing you'll see on the internet. This nigga look like somebody's <laughs> uncle. Like he got the gray beard with the fucking church slacks and shit. Like it looks insane. Like but it like the funniest. Like, what like, what is that swag, nigga? Like what nah. like like what is this shit? And, but that, that's the thing because there's like another short where he's like he's like yo y'all gonna stop fucking with me like but it's like yo you fucking with you like you doing that dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you, you, you fucking yeah it's like like you you have to know you look ridiculous with that outfit with those moves doing the head bob shit that you what is that head that's the shit that kills me it's like but do you, you think sh- you know on <clears throat> do you think on another level yeah. that this is what it takes to keep you know yourself alive as an act nowadays because i don't think jenny wine's going out there just doing this shit and not realizing that it's going to go viral like it it has to be intentional so do you think that you know even though jenny wine is a talented musician and all of that he has to do this to sell tickets i think jenny wine like in the great words of my dad he's i'm enjoying my motherfucking self <laughs> like a, I was so bad. Like we went to the bar one time in the land. I was like, "Yeah, Dad, I'm ready to go." I'm enjoying my motherfucking self. So I think that's what it comes down to. Jay is just enjoying his motherfucking self. Well, yeah. Let's get over <laughs> fifty. That's that's what life is supposed to be about. You right. have you have to stop giving a fuck at some point. At some like I'm I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to the point of of having zero fucks left. But I think at fifty plus, I'm definitely not gonna have any left. Like, yeah. why, why should you? Like in the words of TK Curry, like bitch, you about to die anyway. <laughs> like, why? Why give a fuck? So shout out to Genuine. Like, get shout up there and do your little shimmy and all that shit. Like you know, he, he he's getting the last laugh because he's getting a check. Yes, and then, like that, that's even more juice for the next tour. He out there doing even more crazy shit. It's like, oh yeah, like Genuine did that crazy shit last time. It's a whole TikTok. Well, he better challenge. slow down because he he do too many new moves. He might snap some shit up there. That's how like, it looks. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's what the like fuck? he about to hurt himself. He look crazy. He almost got the mobility to keep trying to do no. this shit. Like, don't no. try to top yourself. No, he looks insane. <laughs> he looks fucking insane with that great beard. And what is that outfit? That's my. That's the thing that's fucking me up. Cause it, it'd be one time, 
Like one picture, he looked he dre- he tried to dress like the young boys, and then the next thing he wearing he dressing his age, and then he doing shit like that dance, and it's like, come on, dude. Well, I don't know if this nigga could ever dress like I'm looking at the same OG video. <laughs> this nigga is wearing like a five X leather jacket, a red yeah. leather jacket with no sh- underneath, like. Yeah. Like niggas was just wearing anything back then, so well, I don't I don't see why you thought he would he would dress now. It looked it looked like he wearing pajamas in that same OG video. Like what are those pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's just bad. Like at at a certain point, we have to. Well, I think people have come to the conclusion that that whole late nineties, early two thousands fashion was just fucked. Baggy five XTs and the the, the baggy Jabolins, like I mean, even the, the brands that were popular all sucked, like Fat Farm, yeah. Fubu, like all, all of all of this just like loud shit, like a Nietzsche, like you know, just like you have to broadcast to everybody what you're wearing, like, like oh shit, that's a Rockaware shirt because it says Rockaware big as fuck across the front. <laughs> yeah, well, you wouldn't understand that because you're not a boss, so. Oh, is that Dame what it is? Po- Dame would tell you right now, it's like, yeah, the rock award wasn't for you, it was for someone who's a boss. You're not a boss. Oh, my fault. <laughs> I forgot. I'm, I'm glad he estab- we've established who's the supervisor. Yeah, I'm a boss. Did you have to be to wear uh, state property? Because I had state property. Oh. had to be a nigga to wear that. Like, <laughs> Was that Beans shit? I don't think Beans was in charge of anything. I think Beans was like, you know... The Patsy, the, the, the... The Patsy, call the Patsy. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Patsy, the... What do you call Patsy. it? The mascot for that shit. Like, yeah. you know, oh, this is a jail nigga. We making some jail nigga clothes. Like, you know, let's, let's, put, let's make him the mascot of this shit. Yeah. What, uh, like, Beans or Freeway? Beans. That's a stupid question. No, people. There's not a stupid question. That is people, a stupid. If, if you people, if you ask a question like that, you don't know enough about hip hop. There's people. No, there's people who prefer freeway. That's why I asked you. Yeah, those people don't know enough about hip hop. <laughs> like, like there's certain things that you know. You, there's certain opinions that you can mm. be wrong about. Like, mm. you, you, that's a wrong opinion. That's an incorrect opinion to uh. think that freeway is better than sequel. Yeah. Like no. Uh. I do think I, th- I think free is underrated though. When it comes to freeway and beans, like beans is a more skilled MC than freeway. Like it, this is where the conversation always gets confusing because it's like, yeah. are we comparing your ability to ride a beat or your ability to say something po for the beat? Because yeah. like, like like those are two different conversations. Beans just has so much more charisma. Like when you think about like feel it in the air. Or just like you know, die like it's just like he's just more relatable. He just brings. Yeah, Freeway doesn't have one of those. (laughs) That's why I'm saying that's an incorrect opinion. If you say Freeway's better than me, it's like Freeway got some shit. Freeway can rap like 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 that. What we what we do versus classic. Um, you know, he has a couple other songs that 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 are classic. Like you know, his first album is pretty good, but but he he he's not Beanie Siegel. Beanie Siegel is is probably one of the biggest what could have been in hip-hop like be like beanie siegel could have been you know if, if he wasn't such a, a hood jail ass nigga like <laughs> like who knows if beanie siegel could because like he was out rapping jay-z every time they rapped together and be and he knew how to make hits and that is the thing because that last album the beat coming like that's his best album that's not his last so, album he, he dropped a couple albums i know after that. i know it's his last album <laughs> But that's his last album. <laughs> like, 
that that's it was all downhill. No, nah, Brushery Bully got some shit on it. Brushery Bully got some shit on it. But they they stopped putting the money up behind it though. You know what yeah, I mean? because the nigga kept going to jail. Yeah, like 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 when you decide that you're gonna be a jail nigga and a lean head, <laughs> like at a certain point, I'm gonna stop throwing my money away. That, because he was because like, like they like on the hard knock life tour, Beans would go out there and just freestyle and have the whole crowd like mesmerized and shit. Twenty thousand people. That's how good of an MC he is. But when you're not focused on the business and shit, like and you know it's. You know, we got to get a, the chocolate cut up, the peanut butter cut Reese's and all of that shit. When you're focused on that instead of, you know, what Jay-Z and those guys were doing, just hitting the studio and being the best, then, you know, you, you get Beans' career and people will ask you dumb questions like, is Freeway better than you? <laughs> like, like that, that that's an insult. Like, but that, be, like, that is Beans the... is a top 20 all-time MC. Definitely. Like, Freeway's not in that conversation. That is the genius of Jay-Z, though. Um, and the guys were having a conversation last night. I was hanging out with the, um, with the OGs last night talking about um, Young Chris, where, like, you know, one of the older homies was talking about how Jay-Z basically took his out to extend his career. So, you know, we talk about the whisper flow and stuff like that. So, you know, you do kind of wonder. You know, like... that, that's such a <laughs> bullshit. Art. Like, that's again, I didn't even want to say that. That's, again, people that haven't listened to enough hip-hop. Right. Like, like Jay-Z came out with the jigga the what jigga who the like, Hawaiian Sophie flow. Then he yeah. evolved into Reasonable Doubt Jay-Z and all that. Like, he didn't fucking need young Chris's flow for his career to survive. <laughs> like, like, he's a God MC. We're talking young about Chris the is not a God MC. No, we're talking about, like, the last couple of years of... Because, of course, Jay-Z was doing his thing before. But, like, when young Chris was in high school or whatever. We're not talking about those years. Yeah, so, so, so <laughs> like, people have to stop saying that shit because, like, like at a certain point, you're discrediting him. It, it's, it's like when people, like, keep bringing up the Lil Wayne and Gilly the Kid allegations and shit. It's we like, talked about that last night, too. It, it, it's like, when has Gilly written something, like, to the level of the mob? When has Gilly written something to the level of half of the shit on no ceilings? Wayne is still dropping hard verses to this day. When, yeah. and, and Gilly's a podcaster, so it's like, <laughs> come on, like let let's speak in reality. Like, okay, Quint, Quentin Miller might have penned some shit for Drake, but you know, I heard Quentin Miller on the last Dom Kennedy album. It didn't sound like anything that comes out of Drake's pen. So I'm like, you know, let's deal with, with reality. But you you do have to um, say that Drake has been able to hop on certain waves. This is the root of the conversation. Yes. We're talking yes. about extending relevance versus talent. Because mm-hmm. Jay-Z might hop on what's current to extend relevance. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with his talent. That is the reason. That's what separates him from Nas. Because Nas doesn't hop on the trends to keep popping. Nas just always put out what you know he felt like making. Like, same with guys like Common and Scarface and all that. It wasn't, you know, let me just hop on the trends where Jay-Z was giving you Tom Ford and all of that bullshit on the Blueprint 3 and all of this other shit. Like, you know, keep calling Swiss Beats and Pharrell. Keep, like, you know, find a way to make a relevant 40-year-old where those other guys didn't didn't do that. Like, that that's the only difference. Like, 
did 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 you did you pick up something from young Chris? Sure. That's like a fighter, like you know, a MMA fighter that will go over to Thailand, pick something up from there, then then come to America, train with a wrestler and all that. But you got to put the whole package together. Right. Young Chris don't have a tenth of that. Don't have the tenth. Well, I mean, like but, so, no, yeah. we, we can't have that conversation. <laughs> like, you would have like, to admit. You got to tell though, niggas they're... like that. Listen to more music. You have to admit, though, there's a difference between what he did on Kingdom Come to American Gangster. Like, um, a, yeah, the difference is American Gangster. evolution. American Gangster is one of his best albums. Kingdom yes. Come has, is is mid. It's a decent album that has it's some mid. of his best verses on it. Sure, like the prelude. Prelude is one. The of, prelude yeah. is one of his best verses. Lost Ones is one of his best written songs. Beach Chair is one of his best written songs. I like so, I like what he did with the title track too. I like that. Yeah, the, the, I don't know what H I P H O P would, would be without the boy H O V. Like, come on, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, where's where did Young Chris do something like that? <laughs> so we can't like where did where did Young Chris, Gilly, Quentin Miller, and the fifty other niggas that people want to give credit to 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 uh, take down somebody that accomplished greatness? Like, no. Yeah. I can't participate in that. I listen. I listen to too much music to fall for that. Like, no. What's your shit from the Sopranos? Sounds like fucking. Yeah, reaction. sounds like fucking Slater. You asked me. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like that shit out of here. And I'm not even a big Jay Z fan, but you know, I deal with reality. Like that, that that's not real. That, that that's yeah. only some shit. Young Chris would tell a bitch, like you know, to get the panties or something. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Hove took my flow. Like, he, he did. All right. All right. <laughs> what do he say? You, you made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. Like he's brilliant for that. Like I know who I paid. God, searchlight publishing. Like yeah, who, get out of here. Who, 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 like yo, yo, like learn from the master teacher. Like yeah. that's it. Pimp says pimpin'. A pimp is happy when his whores giggle. Yeah, that is insane. You know what's so funny? Because I was reading half of it and I put it down and um. I didn't finish reading it until uh, I watched the Dave Chappelle special. This had to be 2017, 2018, when he was just, when Dave was just dropping it like it was slippery. He's dropping special after special like this shit is slippery. So I, was, I watched I was like, oh, yeah, because he told the story about the 500 fucks. And then so I was like, all right, yeah, let me finish reading that Iceberg Slim book. That's so good. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's always trying to, like, turn his, his comedy specials into a lecture. <laughs> like where he wants to fucking teach you something like sometimes it works like the iceberg slim one was okay some of the other ones i'm just like eh he's he's evolved the past and he's already told you that he's evolved as set up punch you know you'll watch certain comics that have you know it's different like doug stanhope um fucking dick gregory i remember watching dick gregory at warm daddy's and like that's essentially what it was it was like that <laughs> iceberg slim bit that Dave Chappelle told, that was Dick Gregory's entire hour. So, you know, when you get to a certain status as a comic, you start just, you will pass from just the, the set-up punch structure to, you know, something else. That's fair, but if I come down and I think I'm getting a comedy show and you give me a lecture, <laughs> it's like, that's like going to a Kanye show and he does a 20-minute you know, soliloquy in the middle. I'm like, nigga, just do good life. Like, yeah, I don't, but you don't, I don't want to hear Jay Z call me. That's funny. Like, like, you know, like for me, 
<laughs> nah. Like, a, a little story about, yo, this is how we <laughs> recorded this song? Cool. But I, I'm, I go to a comic show for jokes. I go to a concert for music. You it's, know. You, you go to a show for the experience. That's that's what it's no. Called. That's what you go to the show to do. No, that's what if, everybody does. If the ticket does. says Dave Chappelle's stand up, here's stand up. That what did Jada say? It's like that's like going to see a Fifty Cent show and he don't come out singing. Like I don't want to hear that shit. You try to tell me your philosophy about uh, about race relations. Like tell me a joke, nigga. Yeah, he's going to tell you a joke after he gives you the philosophy. And yeah, usually, like like after you meander for forty minutes, I'm not even invested. And like anymore, <laughs> like a couple of them specials, like I cut off, like the last two he dro- like Chappelle dropped, I cut them shits off. I'm like, right, look, bro, like you're not even doing stand up now. You just no, talking. The... Oh, um, are you talking about well the one he that did last shit he had he on Netflix? Like the last two things he had on Netflix. I'm like, nigga, you just no. talking with the juicy Smollett. That was the that was the good one. Yeah, that's the good one. But yeah. there's like there's like six of them on Netflix, and there's like three of them where he's just up talking, and I'm just like, I'm good, I'm good. I, I could like this is a podcast. Yeah. This this isn't st- like this stand up is stand up. I don't yeah. think I hear what you're saying about Dick Gregory and all that. You know, shout out to Dick Gregory. But stand up is stand up. A podcast is a podcast. Chappelle be up there doing podcasts now. The- Dave Chappelle's up there enjoying his motherfucking self. <laughs> <laughs> Have Dave on the pod. Like, yeah, I'm enjoying my motherfucking self. Yeah, well, I, I'm just telling you what I'm not going to pay for. <laughs> that, that's all. Like, I can't knock anybody's hustle ever. All I can say is what I'm not going to pay for. It's it, like when you go to a show or a concert or anything, it's always about the experience. Because like you said, you can sit back and watch youtube you can sit back and listen to the music so people are going to pay for the experience that's that's what it's about that's why they do what they do but you know it's funny too because i remember richard Pryor um, in live in concert talking about that it's like he said yeah i i do my comedy show and like niggas get mad because it's not the exact same way that is on the album he, he started like uh trying to add on to the piss like, hey nigga, do it how you did on the shit <laughs> Nah, that's re- that's real shit though. Like like sometimes you want you just want the hits. Like sometimes I don't want your acoustic melodies and all that shit. Like yo, like come out here and do the hits. Like say the like if it's B sides, like Jay Z did B sides, do a B side show. That's for the real heads. Like you go to the B side show. I would never go to a mainstream rap concert because i don't care about hit um, for the yeah. most part like most famous artists like i don't really like their hit songs i like their b-sides so i would go like when you go to do mtv unplugged or some shit if i can get a ticket to that i'm there but i don't want to hear that other shit like i ain't i ain't here for niggas in paris like when you want to do like they said when they went on that tour they like some nights they perform niggas in paris like 13 times that's insane and, and i'm just not there for that yeah, like I, I'd rather hear you do fucking the Hova song and there been murder and shit like that. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear that niggas in Paris shit. Yeah, I, I don't want this to be the Jay Z podcast because I, I got a couple things to say too. One first thing though, like early two thousands, Jay Z was a monster. Like I was listening to what they going to do part two came on shuffle and like it's like an eleven minute joint of like three songs and. It's one of the drums 
at the end of it. So I cannot stop. I will not. I was like, oh, that's the shit Memphis Bleak was talking about. It's like he go to the studio and do some shit like this. As we post, you know what I'm talking about. Like, Young Hope got the block on Smash. Put the gun in the back and hop on some ass. I was like, I forgot. I heard that in forever. Dude, it, I was like, this nigga is a tycoon. Like, he's a tsunami. <laughs> like, like, that song is so good. And That's like, what I'm saying. And you want to say he got that from Young Crit? Like, come <laughs> on, man. Come on, man. We got to deal re- with reality. Like, 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 like sometimes there, there's just something that you see that's a little, un, like, it's a little bit beyond, beyond your comprehension. So yeah. when when human beings come in contact with something that's a little bit beyond their their comprehension at their current level, they start finding ways to discredit it. Whether it's another person, whether it's you know a, some phenomenon or whatever. Like if you can't explain it, you'll just come up with some bullshit that makes you comfortable. So like it makes you comfortable to say. Not you specifically, but it makes people comfortable to say, no, nah, he had to steal some shit for young Chris or he, such as a ghostwriter because somebody just can't be that good at something. Oh, they got to be on steroids. They got to be this. They cheating. Somebody gave them a leg up. I know it. They sold their soul. Like it always has to be not sometimes, you know, niggas just got it and you don't. Yeah, he said, I'm like that. Yeah, you know? I'm like, I'm, I'm like that. You niggas not cut like that. <laughs> you know, too, um, Jim, Jimmy Jones, El Capo, shout out to Capo, man. He's was on uh, Rap Radio. I didn't finish the whole interview. He said a lot of different things, but he told an interesting story about um, B-Sides. I just wanted to kind of touch on that because I just, I just remembered that. And uh, he said they had called him because Jay-Z wanted to perform Welcome to New York City. And like he's like he's like yeah you know can you talk to Cam or whatever he's like he's like all right I'll talk to Cam I don't know if you go so he said he talked to Cam he's like all right yeah let's do it like, I just thought that was a funny story it's like you know all the shit that they have been through but it's like when it comes to getting that bag yeah you he's know, a businessman like a yeah like 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 all of that fake rap shit is not about <laughs> nothing like it, right. like rap is the we we've, we've established this rap is the WWE like all of these niggas are fake. They're weirdos, you know, like they, they just say and do anything to make money. Like they start fake beefs, they end fake beefs, all of that type of shit. You know, we talk about Freddie Gibbs in a minute, uh, yeah. you know, all, all the shit he was talking about, beefs on his album. Like it's all just for show. Yeah, but, but, just... but what's not for show is, like you said, when that bag is on the table, because like Cam says, let's do it because he knows I'm not going up there to do it for free. Right. Like it, if if you bring me out on that stage, it's gonna cost you at least whatever the number is. Yeah, but uh, speaking of beefs, though, we we gotta do the mod one four flat right here, cause uh, like I said, back oh, so, to so I, I like how you're producing this episode. <laughs> I, I I noticed like you you just subtly like change topics a couple times on me. But you know, go, go ahead. Only when we have a free episode like this, because we don't, I don't know if we have topics this week. No, we don't have topics because, <laughs> and, and, and and for the people out there that, that might be wondering, oh, oh, yeah, we thought the last man potting was going to talk about this and that and the third. It's like, you never know what we're going to talk about because yeah, I right. don't pay attention to shit. No. I, I, I don't follow anybody. I don't watch the news. I don't, the only reason why I know this, the economy is a little fucked up is because my stock portfolio took a hit and I had to move some funds around. Yeah. Um, because you know somebody told me about if you don't move your funds, that shit's gonna be gone, and um, you know like that. That's about the extent that I pay attention to what you motherfuckers out there are doing, unless you drop an album or some shit. So <laughs> so yeah, go, go ahead, Steve, with well, with another made up topic for this week. What one four flat man? Uh, 
Jim Jones had an interesting story about the game. He met the game because the game was like blood or some shit. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a nigga from L.A., whoop de whoop de whoop So, they, of course, they did the Certified Gangsters. That was when I first learned about the game. Great song. Uh, the game bodied that shit, dude. It's like, oh, man, this nigga, he, like, motherfuckers knew after that shit. And then the video was super cool. But uh, <laughs> according to Jim, he said he's talking to this guy. He said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going fucking, I'm going to do this shit with 50 and, you know, I'm going to fucking... Because this is around the fake beef. We're talking about fake beef. He's like, yeah, I'm going to create this beef with 50 Cent and take over his G with this shit. <laughs> so, like, with the game, knowing his pedigree and all that, like... And, you know, with the fake beef stuff, like, is this something, like, almost like a ritual in hip-hop? Like, why Like why is it done? Like, why can't brothers just straight up just off of the town just be like, yo, man, I'm just... We just going to be the best at what we do. Like, why does it have to be this chaotic energy with this fake beef shit? I don't like it. That's why the locks have to be com- commended because they've yeah. never publicly disagreed, disputed each other, slandered each other, or any of that type of shit. Like, they've taken, you know, like, 10-year breaks in between dropping group projects but you've never heard any bullshit going on with them, and they all seem to still be on the same page and didn't, like, fall victim to the industry shit. There, <clears throat> Some people, like the game, like, he calls himself, the, the game told you who he was when he introduced himself. He's playing the game. Like, that's who he is. He is the rap game, and he understands the rap game because if you, if you know how the game's career started... You know, when, when the documentary came out, it came with a DVD. When I was a kid, me and my brother, we watched that DVD like a hundred fucking times. Because it was the game going all around and showing the hood and all that. And he talks about how when he got shot, he um, was, you know, just rehabbing in the crib. And he was like, well, I have to stop selling crack because that shit's not working for me. I guess I'll be a rapper. And he just sat in the crib listening to... Nas and Cool G Rap and all these people stealing their flows until he developed his own and started making mixtapes and he got in the rap game. So once he got in it, he's like, well, I got to stick around. So I'm going to follow the blueprints of people to stick around. I'm going to engage him. I'm going to do songs with the big artists and all of this type of shit. Do all of this shit just to make myself relevant. Every album I'll beef with somebody new. I I say all that to say... The game is playing a character. So when he, when you hear a story like Jim Jones say, oh yeah, when I first met him, he tells me how he's going to kick 50's back in. I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, 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 and 50 Cent has even said that where, like, you know, the game probably said, oh yeah, I want to squash it with 50 so, so we can do a G-Unit reunion tour. This is in the last couple years when you saw So So Deaf and B2K and all these people getting off reunion tours. The game's just looking for another way to eat. Because, yeah. you know, he has to go to Russia to perform. And, but I'm not surprised <laughs> by a nigga that calls himself the game, the bipolar bear, and disses people like Kanye who nothing but give him, you know, quality beats and tried to boost him to have hits and shit. And he'll talk about his wife like, like any other nigga on the street on yeah. wax. So, no, I'm not surprised by that. That, that sounds very on brand. I, I found it interesting... Um... You know, you bring up the locks because Tony Ayo basically kind of said, like, you know, guys like Young Buck in the game, it's like they have to understand it's like 50 is the boss. Like, you know, you're a little bit under 50 if you're in G unit. So I guess you kind of see a little bit of animosity because of that. It's like, you know, it goes back to the alpha conversation 
because I kind of think like what's they understand it's like you know Jada is you know Jada Kiss is the more mainstream guy but you know because people always make the argument like Styles is just as good as Jada so I think you know uh, they they kind of have like this established chemistry of you know the hierarchy of you know Jada's going to be the man almost where Jada's probably going to have some of those locks tours or whatever yeah, because when you're not in the shit just yeah. to be famous or just to, you know, make money, like, you actually have some sort of, you know, reverence for the people that you're doing this shit with, you won't do stuff like that. Where, like, a lo- most of the groups in hip-hop, they didn't come together organically. Like, like G-Unit was, is put together by labels. Like, it, like, you know, 50 had Lloyd... And Tony Ayo with them, but the rest of them niggas on that shit, they was like, you need somebody from, you need somebody from the West. So you throw them in there. That's why they're the first two people kicked out. It, it was manufactured. Like I, I know, like the locks went to high school with each other. Like, like me and you with this podcast. Like we've been doing this shit, you know, off and on for a couple years. We're doing this one. Like it's no ego with this shit. Like, yeah. you know, we make our little clips. Sometimes I might not say a word on a clip. Sometimes you might not say a word on a clip. But it's just about let's make the best shit. Let's put the best shit out however the episode goes. And, I, you know, I'm the A mic, you're the B mic or whatever. It's just we're the last men potting together. Like, that's how this shit's supposed to be. Yeah. But when niggas got to say, oh, you know, such and such is the leader of the group. Like, like, like when, when the group is set up, like Dipset, like a G-Unit. Like a you know Rockefeller like state property, where it's set up as one person is the leader of the group, it's it's a fucking problem. Can't put a bunch of men together like like there's gonna be a man that has to die at a certain point because it's like there's always gonna be some nigga that that wants your spot when you're around men. That, like you said, the issue is always gonna be a talent alpha, and you see that within Gina, Fifty Cent is the talent alpha. He's the guy that makes all the 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 hooks. He got the the smooth flow. You know, Cam is, he's the most talented guy in Dipset. You know, like, we see it, and it's like, I, I got to do a lot of the work. I'm the big, I cut like this, yeah, so that, this that's, is the hierarchy. It, that, it, it's real, really the issue is people have problems with having the old head, or they have problems with somebody being the big dog. Yeah. And, and in those scenarios, that's why none of those groups work. Like, that's why it's, I, I'm David Ruffin, and these are the temptations. Like... Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. It, it should be Teddy Pendergrass in the Blue Notes. And Teddy P knew that. That's why he left. See, and there's this cl- a clip of Tupac talking about that res- uh, Tupac resurrection. He was like, yeah, like I had to leave Digital Underground. Like, what real man stay up under another man all his life? Like, that's not how it's supposed to go. I won't say that because not everybody is meant to lead. Right. Like, like some people... You're supposed to know your place, know your role. So, so like, I've been rewatching Breaking Bad recently, and there's the scene where the Mike character tells the Walter White character that I had a good thing going, but you you wanted to be the man, and just because you killed Jesse James, it doesn't make you Jesse James. And like, you know, that's what like the whole fifth season is about, like Walt trying to be the big dog and realizing that. Like, no, this nigga just made the shit look easy. Like, he actually had all the plugs he and all this shit that he built over 20 years. Mm. And with the hip-hop shit, I think it's the same thing. It's like people see, they, they, they see, you know, Cameron or 50 Cent or whatever, and they envy it. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, why is the, like, the labels giving 50 all this money and these advances in movies? I'm supposed to have advances in movies. And it's like, 
Nigga, you're not as talented as him. You just yeah. aren't. Like, and maybe, yeah, the game has had a longer career, but the game is not very original. And I, I like the game's music, but the game is not very original, and the game has been saying the same shit on his records for 20 fucking years, where 50 Cent kind of... Like, he petered out towards the end, but he gracefully walked away from the rap shit because he knew. It's like, I'm not going to be able to do it at the level anymore, so let me go away and do this uh, TV shit. A 50 Cent saw the change in hip-hop, and I think that was what, um, when you see him versus Kanye West graduation. Yeah. I think, like, that was almost, like, the face-off gangster rap versus this new backpack shit. And the backpack shit won. And I think 50 Cent kind of understood, okay? Because you've seen Drake come in after that. Yeah, so, it, it, it was over because yes, what, what it grew into was the gangster shit had to go underground. Because when the gangster shit tried to stay mainstream, it was Troy Ave calling Kendrick Lamar a weirdo rapper. And all this other shit trying to follow the 50 Cent blueprint. And it's like, that is not the blueprint in the 2010s. And that's why we haven't heard from Troy Ev in forever. P- partly because he's a snitch, but the other part is <laughs> like, you know, because of because of that shit. It's like you tried to come in on I'm the King of New York and and nobody gives a fuck about the King of New York in no. 20 in the 2010s. And now that it's 2022, nobody really gives a fuck. It no. doesn't matter if you lose a rap battle, doesn't matter if you get your ass whooped all throughout the streets, you can get on your album and slide right back on the ops like Gibbs did on the uh on the Soul Soul separately. And I loved it. Like, I, I thought the album was great. And I guess this is a transition to that topic. Like, that's what hip-hop is now. Like, it doesn't matter if you're real. It doesn't matter, um, you know, if you're authentic or any of that shit. And Game, Game was ahead of his time with that when he first came in. And he saw, man, this rap shit ain't about the essence no more. Because Laffy Taffy and all that shit was, was on the bubble. Like, you know, that the South was coming. The mainstream South was coming because S&M, UGK... You know, MJG and them, they was all dropping fire shit in the South. But the mainstream bubblegum shit was coming from the South. It was the, the ringtone era was, was right around the corner. The game knew what was up. It's like, man, I don't gotta I don't gotta do this shit the way the niggas did it before. I'm just gonna start some frivolous beef. Like the internet the internet was coming. The internet was coming. He knew it. He he the knew it. Was like like it, it was it was certain people knew it. You got to give it up to like niggas like the game and some of these other rappers that are over forty that are still dropping albums and finding a way to get me a shit. Because you know, you, when you saw somebody like Black Rob died, I think it was like a year or two ago, and yeah. he ha- he has a GoFundMe. He's in the hospital. Th- those guys been able to make it somehow. Like Jim Jones is still flourishing in hip hop somehow. Like I would have never thought Jim Jones would have been the last standing member of Dipset. Like, still making quality music. Went from where he was at, just yelling shit on Dipset mixtapes, to, you know, full-blown career. You know, a lot of people follow him for fashion. A lot of people follow him for fitness now. Fitness, yeah. And still get money off the Dipset name. It's, it's dope I, to see. I think it's tough, though, when you when people look at you a certain way. That's why, I like, you know, with this comedy shit, I think if you start in a certain city you're probably better off moving to another city or just going to a bigger market because people are always going to look at you like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that fucking sucked the first couple of months or whatever. So it's hard when 
people have an established opinion about it to like flip it on a dime. It's like you could be the best nigga, and it's like people still it's like yeah, but like his fucking. I remember when he was doing the fucking choke the chicken bit or whatever. So <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's, that's that's why you gotta reinvent yourself. That's like yeah. that, that's like when these bitches get their ass done and they say none of the bodies they had before the ass done count. They just oh, shot Nicki Minaj because that was a uh, the new body. Did that ever even make it to an album or anything? She no, I think Kanye. that was like one of them Kanye throwaways. Yeah, th- yeah that's the, hilarious. The new body with her the and Dollar Sign and shit. <laughs> yeah, th- that, that's when I knew, like, all right, Kanye has nothing left. No. He emptied no. the clip. Kanye yeah. emptied the clip in 2010, and y'all niggas just keep dragging him along. He really wants y'all to put him out of his misery. That's why he keeps dropping yeah. this terrible fucking music. He wants, he wants yeah. to fall, but y'all won't let him. Kanye's too fucking entertaining to let us... <laughs> To let let him let us fall nigga, off. You know the nigga funny. claimed Trump when when Trump was enemy number one. Like Kanye wants to fall off. Y'all niggas just won't <laughs> let him. Y'all keep drag y'all keep dragging him into the future. Like no, nah, Kanye just keep make make an album with Cuddy ten years too late and try to do this and try to do that. Oh, and give us Sunday cert. Like Kanye's tired, man. Like Kanye's let exhausted. that man take a rest. He need the clip. Ten years ago, it's just a fact. Yeah, like, like, know. well, it's twelve years ago at this point because Dark Twisted Fantasy came out in twenty ten. Like after I mean, that, he he didn't have anything left for y'all. I think he tried with Jesus though. No, he didn't. Try, yeah. No, I he did. So. That shit sucks. That that's shit his sucks. Mr. He's just, that's his he's morale. They're saying anything. That's his Mister Morale and the Big Steppers. No, no, no. Because the problem with Mister Morale and the Big Steppers is Kendrick tried too hard. I think I think that's what happened with Kanye with Jesus. Come on, you heard the bars on there. I am a god. Hurry up, my damn croissants. I love that. That's classic Kanye. All right, all right. see, you just dragging <laughs> the nigga into the future because he didn't say shit like that on, on his first five albums. That that shit was the joke. Um, what do you say, Laurie's haters give me them salty looks, Laurie's. That's wordplay. Like, not not. I am a god. Hurry up, my damn croissants. Yeah. In the middle What's of my that? damn menage, where's my yeah. damn massage? Like, that's that's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. That's bullshit. It's some shit on that album. Uh, when it, uh, what's my shit? When we can send this bitch up. It can't go down. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that, like, like you you know that ain't it. You know that ain't it. What's my joke? Uh, I can't handle. I look off. <laughs> Alright, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna keep going back and forth with you about this shit. All I'm gonna say is, y'all out there, you know, Kanye, let Kanye go, man. It's okay. Like, sometimes, like, you could let your heroes grow old gracefully and then just let them do fucking, um, you know, back in the day tours. Like, yo, remember when I was hot? Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna just do the shit from when I was hot. Like, the same emoji. Yeah, like, <laughs> let, let let Kanye come out and do a shimmy the same OG. Let let him yeah. do that. Stop like, stop uh, asking that man to make hits. Well, you don't like the, he said I heard you for new fat a new you can tell I still got Yeezus in the rotation. Um Bound to? Come on man. Come on. You don't like Bound to? Kanye has been calling Charlie Wilson to save bullshit. <laughs> For for twenty years, like Charlie, please save this. Shit. Uh, like I'll say, Ye- Yeezus isn't a good album, but I don't think that he just 
tried to give you some bullshit. I think I think that's his Mr. Morale. I think he tried too hard, and like that was his last native bit of juice out. Uh, it was all downhill after Yeezus. It was all downhill after fucking Niggas in Paris. Yes. Niggas in Paris is a bad song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a bad song. Kanye fe- Kanye fell off after, uh was it Cold Winter, Cruel Winter, whatever yes. the fuck. That that yes. was it. That 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 was all he had left. That was all he had left. After that, it's a couple sparks, a couple sparks here and there, like thirty yeah. hours. But it's mainly shit about bleached assholes and Chick Fil A now. Like, <laughs> like cut it out. Like stop dragging this guy into the future. We do not need a Donda Seven or whatever fucking number he's yeah. cut, like. Cut it out. He's we done. know that he has to make music for the rest of his life, though. So he's not, not done. And it's it's for his own good. It's not gonna happen. It's for his own good. I do agree with you. I think he's purposely sabotaging himself. He's been trying to for years, y'all. This is like it's not us. He has to do it. You know how little Kanye's been trying. This nigga shot the (laughs) album cover to Ye out the window on a plane. He just took a picture on his iPhone. He was like, "This is the album cover," and Ye on the front. And put Y-E on the front of it. The nigga doesn't like, give a fuck anymore. It's over. <laughs> Stop dragging him into the future. That That's it. He, Kanye has a specific contract that says that he has to do this stuff. Yeah, but so. if the people cared about him, they would let him fall off. And then the label will let you out the contract. Because they, they're not going to keep putting their money up. You, I think you're discounting uh, how marketing affects... No, I, 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 cl- I, I made myself clear. I said... Yeah. I said, if the people stop paying to see the shit, he won't keep making it. Like, like he only keeps making it, and the label keeps asking him to make it because people keep paying for it. it but it's not good, and there and people are trying to convince themselves that it's good. Like yesterday, you say you went to the club and they was playing Beyonce, and you like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you're on alcohol. Yes, like, it's we not have good. Seven- you have seven shots of tequila in you, and you know you see beautiful women dancing around you. You feel the vibes. But I, I do like plastic on the sofa. That's a cool joint. There's some stuff on that album. It's okay. All right. Yeah, like come on, man. You, you just you have to go out and get a, about seven shots of tequila in you and <laughs> see how the women react when the song is on. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm nine months sober. I'm good. But <laughs> like, that's what it's for. Like, that's what it's for. Like shit. Like like no. What what happened to just put play some R and B for a bitch? Like I'm I'm not playing that Beyonce nonsense. Alright. I can't remember. What we're I'll, talking I'll take about. it to the old school. Throw some Kells on. Yeah. Um, no, he's canceled. <laughs> man, fuck, can't cancel. Like yeah. you, you can't cancel a, a nigga that's in jail. How you gonna cancel him? <laughs> then they do they did the R Kelly blackout or something. He wasn't allowed to listen to his music or something. Who? Who told you you wasn't allowed to live? Like, nigga, Step in the Name of Love is a great song. Yes. I'm not going to throw that song away. You can't. Like, that's played at every cookout that I've ever been to in my life. Because it's, a, it's, a, it's <laughs> one of those ones. Yeah. It's, like, it's like Outstanding, Happy Feelings, September. It's, it's on that level. Yeah. Like, you only get, like, one or two of those in your career unless your name's, like, Stevie or Smokey or something. But the rest of you niggas, you only get one or two. Um, But moving on, uh, so Freddie Gibbs, he he finally dropped his album Soul Sold Separately. 
You know, is this the major label? Is he no? Cause... It, it, it's 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 on his ESGN label, but it's exclusively distributed by Warner Brothers. Similar, like how Nipsey had like the Victory Lap type of. Drink. Yeah, you know, like, he you, he yeah. Nipsey told you he showed you niggas how to do this shit. It was all love. Like, yeah, and, and Gibbs has even said he didn't know that this shit was possible until Nipsey got nominated for a Grammy for that shit. He's like, oh shit, right. like they, they they letting this music get nominated for Grammys. Yeah. So you know he makes so so separately concept album. I'm still trying to figure out the concept. I don't know if the album's a spaceship hotel or whatever the fuck it is, but it's it's essentially a hotel that you're at where a lot of debauchery is going down. They're they're doing drugs. They're sliding on the ops. They're reminiscing on the old days. Um, you know, they there's multiple baby moms at some point. And the shit, it, it's it's like ordered chaos because the production changes all over the place. Like most of the songs have more than one beat change. I'm not gonna call it Gibbs' best album just yet, but I, I could see this growing into that. Like it, it I I thought it was great. It, Definitely in the conversation the album of the year. Like, cause I I've been drinking all week, so I, I barely remember what I said <laughs> to. Uh, I just one thing I didn't understand though, and I didn't like it, you know, cause I I, I do think from what I listen to is pretty good. I don't know about you know Gibbs' best work. Gibbs has so many good projects. Like, I still feel like Pinata is his best overall compilation of music. Like, I know that he's a much better at this point. But in regards to just music and concept and stuff like that, I'd always lean towards Pinata. I, I still don't understand, like, uh, interludes. Like, at, at the end of every song, he has some guy. It's like Charles Barkley on, uh, <laughs> on Inside the NBA. Shaq's like, you're a name dropper. And that's what's like, hey, KD. It's, or, or, hey, Gibbs, it's KD. I'm at the hotel. <laughs> like, it's well, like, I, think, I think the interludes and shit, yeah. they work the first time you hear the album. Mm-hmm. But I'm always for... And artists never do this. You should drop a version that has the interludes on it and drop a version that doesn't. because Or make those their own separate track so I can just skip that shit. Because like on some of them, it's like, yeah, it, it's a little intrusive yeah. when you want to transition to the next song. But I get the concept that he's going for with the, with the project. And he, he even said this. You know, nobody makes albums anymore. Everybody just makes compilations of songs. Some shit that, you know, a lot of artists have said. But I think when he says that, it's it's true. It's like most people's albums are just like a compilation of songs. So I'm not as agitated by the skits when they actually serve a purpose because the album is supposed to be like this spaceship hotel or whatever. But I do just, I like how... You know, he has a sense of humor about the beef and all of that type of shit. He's still threatening the rock to slide on the ops and all that. But at the end of the day, all the antics aside, I would have to say at this point, is is, is Gibbs the best bar-for-bar bar MC in the game? I think so. It would have been interesting because he was challenging Kendrick last year or the year before. No, it was, um, it was last year when Kendrick said, um, smoking on your top five. It would have been interesting to see them go back and forth, but I don't think Kendrick would have had nothing for nobody like Gibbs. Like, yeah, well, Gibbs is a battle rapper. Like, Gibbs, like yeah. that. That he's uh, getting better. Remember, everybody ain't loyal. That's a that's a high level diss track. When when, when the first time he dissed Jeezy, and it, it, he like he still has the passion for it. Where, where like you listen to like the rapping on Alfredo, this rap on here, it's almost like he's getting better. He's not slowing down. Nigga, when, like, he got on that track, I Feel No Pain with Anderson Pack and Raekwon, 
And yeah. like the pocket that like he he changed low like three times on that beat, and it's an awkward, weird beat. Most of the beats on this album are awkward and weird, and it's just like you know, most people would st- would steer clear of these beats because I don't think they would know what to do with them. But he's just, he was just rapping his ass off the whole album. In uh, the side part too, because I know because um, we talk about like somebody like a Tupac, like cer- there's certain rappers like because I feel like that Machiavelli album. Like, I can't see nobody else rapping on them type of, like, Hail Mary, Life of an Outlaw. But, you know, somebody like Gibbs is on another level, though, because I look at Gibbs can rap over anything. Yeah, he, he's he's proved that at this yeah. point. And I think, you know, Gibbs is in my top 20, but I, I think it's at a certain point, you know, he, he doesn't really have the notoriety with mainstream yeah. people. But at a certain point, you have to start looking at his discography and comparing it to some of the best people of all time because it's Pinata, very high level. Uh, well, Pinata is a classic. You know, Bandana, the second Mad Lib album is it's still good. very good. Yeah. You know, uh, You Only Live Twice is great. Like Shadow of a Doubt is great. The Freddie mixtape is great. great yeah. Like Alfredo is a Grammy nominated album. Like I thought it was cool, but and and like this shit. You know, g- give me like six months. If if I'm still listening to it in six months, I'm gonna call this one great. And mo- most hip hop nowadays dies very quickly for me. And I-, I see this one sticking around. I think the thing with Gibbs, it's like on this album, there's an Offset feature, there's a Money Bag Yo feature. Um, Spend a lot of money on this album. Those are the ones that are supposed to, you know, level up. You know, the the song that he did with DJ yeah. Paul. Uh-huh. It should get played in strip clubs. It's a, it's it's just as good as anything I've ever heard in the strip club. But it all just comes down to, is it going to get promoted? I mean, he he has the label behind him. He's a Grammy-nominated artist, so we'll we'll see how much they promote it. But, like, because he's got all of the, the shit that should make it interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, he, he's got a rabbit for some reason. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like know. he's he's got all the like the weirdo celebrity shit that's supposed to make you interesting that people are supposed to buy into, but who knows why people buy into what they buy into? One bar I want to talk about on the album is uh, he said he said uh, you know Wack One Hundred he said something to the extent of Wack One Hundred called and no I don't need the minister to squash no beef that you know referring to Farrakhan right. and I'm assuming he's talking about squashing the beef with Benny. Um, you, what do you think about like these people, like you know the Jay Princes, the Farrakhans, or whatever that get called to to sit these guys down and and stop these beefs, especially like one like this where it has turned violent. Right. Well, I mean, it, it seems like because I mean Farrakhan's been an OG with that. Like he stopped the East Coast West Coast shit after Biggie and Pac died. Like I remember um, they did a bit on the Steve Harvey show where it's like Snoop Dogg and Diddy was on there. Yeah, you talked about that, so, I mean, like, is this, that, that's the hierarchy at this point, right? Like, you know, they're respected men, so, you know, they can call those shots and, and to, to stop the chaos within the game, so, um, I mean, I think it's positive in that way. So, what, what, what are your thoughts on, like, and I didn't even intend for this to be a topic, but, like, Farrakhan's legacy, because <laughs> because like Farrakhan's like a polarizing figure because yeah. he's you know he he he's leading the the nation of Islam which the, their theology there's a right. lot of dispute date that you can get into about that that we won't 
get into on the podcast. And then he said things that it, that are considered inflammatory, but in hip hop, like uh, inflammatory to the to the dominant society, I'll say. Wow. And but in hip hop, he's highly regarded. Like you know, people like Nas has has made full songs about him. You know, Jay Electronica references him all the time. Gibbs is referencing Farrakhan all throughout this album. And you, like you said, he's been there in those key moments in hip hop to stop beefs and, and shit like that. So I, 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 I think he's like one of our most, you know, interesting figures in, in like modern black history. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's like, no nah, real shit. Cause like this nigga has been everywhere. Like he led a million man mark. He, 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 he's on a two chains album doing the outro. He's a violinist and shit and shit like that. Like, I know the Breakfast Club has done interviews with him and, and things like that, but... Well, I think Farrakhan is just... When you see a man who's able to actionize all his gifts at once, like, that's kind of what you get. Like, understanding communication at the highest level and being able to organize and, you know, understanding the theology aspect. Like, you know, Farrakhan, he's just... And he's he's been able to lead, you know, in a way... And understand how to connect with different generations of young men, of young black men. So he has to be commended and respected on that level. And like you said, you know, earlier you mentioned Dick Gregory. Yeah. I think, you know, getting to the point where like the last few of those guys are, there's only a few of those guys left. Like, you know, Dick Gregory's gone. You know, Farrakhan's in his 80s. Um I don't know who else is like held to that stature where they get the respect from their contemporaries, like the older people, but they also have the ear of the youth. It's like, like, you know, it's really like, you know, young bulls and shit be going to sit down with them. It's, 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 it's crazy. And like, you don't, you don't see that. Cause like, you know, these young guys don't respect shit. So, yeah. um, I, I guess like the, the only one that's left is like Steve, like Steve Harvey is trying to take up that mantle. Oh, Steve Harvey. You know, because Steve Harvey, he like, you can't be out here asleep. You gotta get up and get some paper. That's the best he could do. But Steve, but like, niggas is never gonna respect Steve on that level because he threw us under the bus with that think like a man bullshit. So like, Steve has already created chaos in the community with that book. Does so anybody like, even remember that? I, I I think Steve got that one off. I think they let Steve so? get that one off. I'm not letting Steve slide for that. I, I just, like, you trade too much. Because like, I got all these bitches texting me talking about come correct, and it's Steve's fault. So, like, no, I don't think Steve is going to take that place of that mantle. Is, is Steve Harvey the genesis of that? He's not, but at the same time, you still help promote the chaos in there. Steve's just an all-around hustle, hustler, man. Like, ain't nobody going to take a comic. He's a comedian. Like, come on now. Dick Gregory was a comedian? Yeah, but Dick Gregory was also active in the trenches. He was on the front lines of shit. Like, what the fuck is Steve Harvey? Steve is not giving up the bag for nothing. Steve is a businessman. Like, you can't compare Steve Harvey to... Are we comparing Steve Harvey to Dick Gregory now? I'm not comparing him. I'm saying, like, that. that's what we're left with after, like, the elders are gone. It's not... I I, I think Steve Harvey is next in line. Because I'm trying to think of who else is in that position of prominence. Like, like that, that people respect what they say. It's hard, too, because, like, Farrakhan has the charm and the charisma to connect with the young men, whereas you see a lot of these older guys, it's like, yeah, you fucking millennials and Gen Z and all that. 
Like Farrakhan wasn't really on that. He was a teacher at a higher level where he could break down and connect with you and make you understand like what what you're doing and how you're doing is out of order. I don't think a lot of these guys within you know the generation after uh, Farrakhan, you know, for whatever reason, they don't seem to have the ability to connect with the youth on that level. So no, Steve Harvey is not going to be the next Farrakhan. <laughs> Like, wait, let's not, wait, don't misrepresent what I said. Like, I did not say you, Steve Harvey is the next Farrakhan. Steve is the only one left. It's like, no, no. I, I said, I said, I said, what's what old head are you left with after None. Farrakhan's gone? I, and I couldn't think of anybody but yeah. Steve Harvey. I say Steve Harvey's the next Farrakhan. We don't. It's it's finished. Like, like, so, like that's a damn. See, and then Judge Mathis want to be out here talking shit. I'm That's like, what I'm saying. I'm like, you who, get... Who's left? Like, we, are we supposed to listen to Roland Martin and Van Jones and all these other goofball what? ass niggas y'all put in Hope, front of us? Hope told you on the last album. It's like, yo, how's uh, what he say? Al Sharpton in the mirror taking selfies. How is him <laughs> and Pill Cosby supposed to help me? It's like, yeah, that, see, yeah, but you don't <laughs> like that album. You don't like that album. I like that album. It, I, it's it, the problem is it's too corporate, but like, it's a good album. I mean, it's it's a level of what Kingdom Come. But like I don't know I like the album it's okay. But that 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 is a good point because I'm like ain't nobody listening to Al Sharpton. No, ain't nobody right. listening to I don't know who like Jesse Jackson's still around. Ain't he? Yeah, but come like, ain't on, nobody paying attention to him either. That's another nigga that's just purely for the check. Like <laughs> it's like ain't nobody like you say ain't nobody listening to him. This nigga trying to get his he's still trying to get his Rainbow Coalition off. It's like oh, get the fuck shit. out of here. <laughs> that, yeah, it's, it's just way too late for that one, fam. Yeah. Well, so, um, yeah, I, I, I guess y'all other old heads, y'all gotta step it up. Other, otherwise, like, you know, you, you just won't be getting any respect, like, as you age. Like, I say, like, you know, Farrakhan, Dick Gregory, guys like that, they're master teachers of, yes. of wisdom, of knowledge, like, knowledge of self, just knowledge of cultures, knowledge of religions, and things like that. Like, they could break down the game from a higher level, like, I just don't think anybody's even trying to take up that mantle. Like the closest you get are guys like Tariq Nasheed and Umar yeah. and some of these other like little goofball YouTube niggas in the in the uh, in the woke space. But that they're too busy beefing with each other and trying to scam you um, off of a couple of dollars to really do anything impactful. Yeah, and to sell you Bitcoin and all that dumb shit. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's, it's probably just pure chaos from here. Yeah, in the great words of Frank Ocean, it's all downhill from here. Well, on that note, I mean, I'd hate to leave you guys on a bad note because I'm all about the positivity. So, uh, yeah, fuck what Steve just said. It's all sunshine and rainbows from here uh, because next week there will be an all-new episode of The Last Men Potting. So you have that to look forward to. So uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page and follow us on IG at The Last Men Potting. We'll be back next week for all-new episodes. It ain't over, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>